Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Andrea of CrossFit LaDuke, coming to you from LaDuke, Alberta, Canada. Andrea, what's going on? How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing tremendously. I'm excited to, to pick your brain on this. I always enjoy having conversations with CrossFit owners, and CrossFit is fascinating from a business sense because of how much artistic license you have and how you operate individual clubs. For the people who aren't familiar with you or aren't familiar with this specific box, give me a quick description, elevator pitch, CrossFit Leduc. What is this gym about? How do you describe it to people? Uh, so if I were to sum up the gym, I would say it is a, we built a community of, of like-minded people. Uh, it's a place to meet friends. It's a place to work on your wellness. Um, and it's for, it's, it's for everybody. Yeah. And CrossFit has really separated itself in being that resource for everybody. It's described as ultimately scalable no matter who you are, Mr. and Mrs. Jones from accounting all the way up to podium athletes at the games. Take us back a little bit. I want to hear the, the origin tale of, of why and how this thing came about. When Tell me not about the, the day that the doors of CrossFit the Duke opened. Tell me about the day that the idea popped into your brain. Hey, I'm going to open up my own gym. What was going on and, and why this gym? Uh, so that takes me back probably uh, about 15 years. Um, I was at the time a journeyman baker and my husband was a journeyman welder uh, working full time. Uh, and then we had our, our last child. She was um, born in 2006. And so I was, I ended up working from home. I was doing custom cakes, um, like 3D sculpted wedding cakes and stuff like that. Uh, on the side and staying home with her. Um, and I wanted to get back in shape. I'd always been an exerciser. So I started attending boot camp classes two nights a week with a, a friend of mine. She was doing them in the park here in Leduc. Um, and one thing led to another and I started teaching boot camp classes. I got personal trainer certified, PTS certified and um, started training boot camp classes. And it was a lot of fun for me. It was a good way to get out of the house, but still be able to be home with my kids. Um, and then following that, I, I kind of got the CrossFit bug. I ended we up got getting, bit. Yeah, I got bit. <laughs> um, I ended up getting certified as a CrossFit coach as well as a personal trainer. Um, and we set up our garage as a gym space, you know, put in the rubber flooring, made it all nice. And I started training, personal training from there, which turned into small mm. group training. And then I got, uh, I got bit by the kickboxing bug. So I got, I set up the basement as a kickboxing studio. Um, and started teaching small group kickboxing classes as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and my husband at the time, he was, he was welding and he could kind of see, um, Alberta's very much boom and bust with the oil. He was working in the oil industry. He could see the bust coming because they started sending projects away, which is what they do when Alberta busts. So he got personal trainer certified um, and we started teaching together and then that expanded and grew and he ended up quitting his job um, as a welder and we started doing it full-time together 
And about eight months into that, I, I said, you know, we got to move this out of the house or we're going to kill each other. Like it's too much to be <laughs> working at home. And we're like, working 23 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. And, and in each other's face all the time. And it was honestly just a conversation that we had. And then the next day I started looking for a space. Um, and we were fortunate to find the space that we found because it was owned at the time by a real old school gentleman who just wanted a handshake. There were no really intense lease agreements or anything. He's just like, hey, you know, if you want to take it, I don't know. He's like, I don't know, a year or two or maybe three. I don't know, just a handshake. And so that made me feel comfortable enough to commit to the, I mean, leases are expensive. It was expensive. Yeah. It made me Commercial feel space is a conversation that we could have for hours and hours and hours, but. Unreal. Um, so we had a handshake agreement, could have walked away at any time. And then we, we just took some equity out of our house and we spent money on the things that were really, really important at that time, which was rubber floors, a rig, some really terrible barbells and horrible plates. Like we just bought what we could without mm-hmm. breaking going, the bank, without breaking the bank. Yep. Um, from there, you can rack up a shopping cart pretty quick on rogue.com. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there was no rogue equipment at the time. It was too expensive and we didn't want to go crazy. So we opened up this space with like very bare bones stuff and we had clients to bring over there. Um, and then the whole thing just kind of grew and grew and grew. And pre-COVID, it was um, very successful, very lucrative. We were, we, were, we were setting ourselves up actually to get into a bigger space, which has been sidelined. But. Yeah, and then COVID. Right. The, yeah, the unfortunate beast that that, it's, out, yeah. that we have to address at some point. It's being in the part of Alberta that you're in must have been rough. I'm sure that that mm-hmm. you guys got hit pretty hard and closed down. Yeah. Have we been able to to bounce back? Or actually, let me ask the question differently. When were you able to start operating with full capacity? I don't remember. Just plucked that all out of my mind. So um, we're able to operate at least. Have you guys been able to to recover to the success that you've that you no, had before? Definitely not. No, no. Um, COVID cost us all of our gym savings, half of our RSPs, our home. We lost our home. Um, yeah, we're talking. No, there's no way. But yeah. I mean, and life looks a lot different now. I also like during that COVID time um, went through breast cancer myself. So. Um, it just kind of, I guess, changed my perspective on the whole thing. There's been a lot of loss and it's been very, very heart wrenching, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm happy we still have the gym and, and now it just looks a little bit different. Sure. You're still around, right? Not yeah. everybody in the industry was, I, I hate to say fortunate because that's not the, the proper term here, but no, I, a lot, of, a lot of our industry didn't survive this long. Yeah. We're not quite back to where we want to be, uh, but we're, we're able to fight through. Yeah. Walk me through your, your idea or the strategies that we have in mind to get some new eyeballs and some new leads in through the door. The marketing conversation is, is huge in the CrossFit space. What are you working on now or what do you plan to be doing here in the near future to get some bodies back in here? Well, so what we've been doing is really focusing on the community aspect of it, which is the most important aspect. And something I can say about this community is Solidix, 35,000 people. There's only one CrossFit box, but this community is something else. Like 
even during COVID, they did a GoFundMe for our gym and raised $13,000, which, I mean, that's quite the community. Um, so we, we just try to do a lot of things that give back. Like we hosted, um, shortly after we first reopened, we hosted a fundraiser run for our local homeless shelter, which was a really terrifying project for me because I've never hosted a, a marathon type run before. Um, and then just bringing back community events like like we're going to have a Halloween party, you know, dress up, do your workout, come car carve pumpkins with your kids. We brought Santa in at Christmas so everyone can get photos with Santa. <clears throat> just stuff like that, like community. Yeah, so, so yeah. we're, uh, what, I, what I describe as kind of pounding the pavement. We're getting out physically in, in front of people's eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, before COVID at least, were you guys doing any kind of digital marketing or, or advertising have you put any kind of money into marketing at any point or that, is that something that you've thought about anywhere along the way so we have we have spent and i'm gonna um criticize wasted money on advertising um you're not alone in that boat people uh it's your social media you gotta build your social media you just gotta communicate um on social media and it's a matter of that's worth the money, a matter of finding someone that can really reflect your gym and do a good job of it. Yeah. Yeah. I did it myself for a very long time. Um, but now that I'm in school full time and um, um, with the recent passing of my brother, I'm just kind of sidelined again. <laughs> again. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've found somebody that um, can do that for me and she's doing a great job. So that's worth that's it. That's huge. Yeah. A common theme that I hear time and time again in the conversations that I have are people either have never tried doing any kind of advertising or marketing because they don't know how, right. or they've tried it and typically it's gone horrendously because they don't know how, right? These are skill sets that aren't taught in a CF level one. They're not taught in personal training certifications. Like it's, it, it is unreasonable for us to assume that gym owners would know how to market and the only way to do it is trial and error and that costs money and requires us to yeah. to be able to dedicate a decent amount of time to it for most gym owners money and time are at a premium and yeah. so a lot of the time paid advertising gets this bad rap but i think undeservedly so it sounds like it could potentially be a, a decent option but we just haven't had the right resources to be able to do it mm -hmm. for you. Take me to the next step. Somebody reaches out. They're interested in joining the gym. We have this lead. Walk me through a typical sales process. Who are they speaking with? What is that conversation typically like before they eventually sign up in some sort of program? So that conversation happens um, with me. I do the, all the administrating. Um, and we, if people are interested, we just offer a free class because a lot of people with CrossFit, are a little bit even intimidated to walk through the door. So we just offer a free class. And if they show up, they find out pretty quick that we are just really like the whole community is really great. You can walk into the gym and you, you make friends in a second, even if you don't want to, like they're just good people. So you get them through the door. And then ultimately, if, if they do like the class and it's a good fit for them, they just sign up. There's no, I don't do sales pressure at all. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Okay. Yeah. How successful has that been? Do most of the people that take that free trial class do they convert do we, do we know percentage wise at least 
Uh, I could look up percentage wise on my software, but I would imagine I'm going to say that feeling at least 70%. Okay. Yeah. They just, they just got to meet us and realize yeah. they're regular people. Yeah. And they're, they're rolling into general membership or do we have like a, a lot, a lot of CrossFit examples that I've seen at least have some sort of like onboarding personal training or whatever, however they package it. Yeah. Are people starting with something like that or are they rolling into general membership? I mean, it depends what time of day works for them. So we have our kickstart class, but uh, which is, is kind of like a roll into it. And some people love kickstart class so much. They just keep doing the six week kickstart class, which is fine. Um, but if, I mean, if Tuesday, Thursday at five 30 doesn't work for you, you can't change your whole life to get to a fitness class. So mm -hmm. you can come to our fitness classes. They're not hugely overpopulated. I mean, I would still consider it small to medium-sized group and you have a coach and we just walk you through it. Sure. And most of the time there's not just one coach, there's, you know, a coach they're working out and they're going to take you under their wing and help you. And you're going to, yeah, get all the That's typically why people have gravitated towards at least the CrossFit brand or this, this functional fitness idea because of the coaching, right? I want that aspect and that community feel once we get somebody signed up, they're a member, what else is available to them? A lot of CrossFit facilities have made really good businesses by layering on other kinds of services, be it nutrition, be it supplements, be it chiropractic, be it massage. What else are, is available to a client of yours? Uh, well, we do have massage. Uh, we also have yoga. Yoga classes a couple days a week. Um, okay. Uh, and then for the most part, once we, you know, know that a member is, you know, able to manage themselves and know what they're doing, they're allowed access to the gym in off times so they can come ah, okay. there. Yeah. Sunday's kind of a big party in the mornings around, there's no <laughs> sure. together, and, and they have a really good time. And yeah, it's just like, once we trust you, you can come and use the gym. Okay. So looking forward, let me ask you this, cause I think it's, it's sometimes a combination of both, but typically one or the other. For you, as the owner of this, is the focus more on just rebuilding the membership and getting more people in? Is the focus on making each of our current members a little bit more valuable and trying to get them into some of those additional services? Is it somewhere in the middle of that? Where, where are your eyes moving forward now? Oh, my eyes moving forward. Um, well, like I said, I'm going to school to increase revenue streams. And I think just kind of letting it naturally unfold. I mean, we have a lot of loyal members who have been there for a very, very long time. And if they ever have to leave, it's like really kind of a sad event. Like people don't want to leave because, I mean, we love them so much and everybody loves each other so much that they just end up bringing their friends if they can. And, um, and we try to make it accessible. So if you want to bring your fan, like our membership is $150 a month. Um, which typically in Edmonton, it's over 200, which in my opinion is, is making it not as accessible as it should be. But if you want to bring a family member, it's 50% off and you want to sign up your kids, it's going to cost you less because we want you there. We want you to work out as a family. Mm -hmm. I think it's really valuable for families to be able to train together. And yeah. I mean, it's just like healthy. Pricing, pricing is an interesting conversation and, and another rabbit hole that we could go down for hours and hours and hours. So we won't dive too deep in there, but do you think at any point that you will have to address that 150 and, and bump it up? Um, probably at some point, 
probably at some point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough one. It's, it's not a conversation that gym owners typically like to have, and it can be a really, really hard time mm-hmm. to pull the trigger, especially when membership is down. And so I get it, but it's certainly sitting in the back of a lot of gym owners minds because costs are certainly going up. I, I, I am Everything well aware of, and everybody listening to yeah. this knows that costs are going up. So. Oh my gosh, uh, that's, uh, I would say here in Canada, and I mean, it gets cold. Uh, Heat and power in winter was $1,500 a month. And then last winter with all of this insanity, it was over $3,000 a month for heat and power. That's wild. Plus rent. It sets us us up for a a tough profitability standpoint. Big picture, Andrea, where do you see this thing a couple of years down the line, five years down the line? Where do you see the, the future of this business? Um, I believe the fitness industry is going to recover. Uh, it's a process. It really got, really got whooped here in Canada. I believe the fitness industry is going to recover. Um, I think people would have more success in their CrossFit type gyms if they diversified a little bit. That's been really huge for us is a uh, diversity, you know, making sure we have programs for everybody you know all the way up to 90 years old from age five um so diversity makes a difference and then added services so you know three to five years from now it's hard for me to even look that far ahead with everything that's happened but i would like to get back to that that goal the dream of expanding the gym i kind of wanted to have like a, a you know a bigger space with a coffee shop in the front where people could hang out and, you know, wanted to have yeah. a I think it's a fun question because there's so many different ways that you can take it, right? Yeah. Entrepreneurship. And, and I'm sure that part of the reason that you opened this gym is so that you could make the rules and you could decide yeah. the, the important decisions here. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up and how it recovers here moving forward. Now we're running a bit shy on time, Andrea. So I want to give you the chance to, tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this. What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can people learn more about CrossFit LaDuke? CrossFit LaDuke? Um, you just got to Google CrossFit LaDuke. There's only one. So CrossFit LaDuke.com. Uh, L-E-D-U-C. L-E-D-U-C. Yeah. And CrossFit LaDuke.com and CrossFit LaDuke on Instagram. CrossFit LaDuke Straightforward on and simple. Probably easy to get those tags. So yeah, Andrea, I've had a bunch of fun. I, I really appreciate anybody's willingness to come on here but specifically gym owners when when things aren't all sunshine and rainbows willing to share both sides of the fence so i can't thank you enough i'm excited to see what the future holds like i said i hope this this recovers and goes well for you and we'll certainly be cheering for you awesome thanks absolutely and to everyone who tuned in today thank you as well don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model click the link in the description fill it out our team will be in touch with you soon and as always until next time jim lords out thank you for listening to this interview but don't go anywhere we still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. 
Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Sean from Archetype Boxing Club out of Austin, Texas. Welcome to the show, Sean. How are you today? I'm great. Good to be here. Thank you. Excited to have you here. Really looking forward to having a conversation, giving back to this fitness industry a little bit. I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to be here. Um, before we dive into the business side, Sean, give us a little bit of background here. What was it that made you decide to open up this boxing club? Uh, frustration. I, you know, really loved boxing and I've been involved in martial arts my whole life. And, you know, I've been in a lot of gyms and, you know, I, I think for anyone that spent a lot of time in gyms, you always see things that in your mind, you're like, man, it'd be great if that was done better or if this was done better. And you kind of make a list in your head. And over the years, I was just frustrated with the, I guess, the organization, the structure, just not being organized, not having, you know, good coaching. And the gyms a lot of time are really run down and in bad neighborhoods and kind of inconvenient to get to. And, you know, it just surprised me with a sport like boxing, how popular it was and how long it's been around, the heritage, the history, that there wasn't that many well-run boxing classes that if you just wanted to go in and learn boxing as a sport, or as alternative fitness or a hobby, you couldn't just, it wasn't easy to find. It wasn't easy to find at all. It would, it would either be fitness boxing that didn't really break into the techniques and, and it didn't really scratch the itch of people that wanted to really learn boxing as far as the, the sport. Um, or you'd have these kind of, you know, dusty old gyms that, you know, grumpy coaches and they weren't that interested in really teaching people that weren't just wanting to fight. So it seemed like there's a big lacking for that middle ground for people that wanted to learn boxing and do it as a sport hobby, um, but weren't really necessarily interested in fighting and didn't want to go to a gym that was just kind of like run down and blood stains all over the mat. Yeah. Um, so really, like you said, frustrations of there not being a place for, you know, what you envisioned out there is the reason why you started this. And now you have Archetype Boxing Club. Give us kind of your elevator pitch of the business itself, the model, what you have to offer, paint a picture so that we really grasp and understand um, Archetype. So the class is 45 minutes and we have heavy bags and we have enough for 10 people on the heavy bags. So that would be one station. So we do four rounds in the heavy bag and we do two minute rounds. We have a boxing ring that we do four rounds in the boxing ring. So you're partnered up in the boxing ring. You both have gloves on and you're doing glove on glove partner work. And that's kind of the fun social part of the class where you can get technical and you can learn how to slip and weave and, and understand the intricacies. But you're also, you know, doing four minutes, four minute, uh, four two minute rounds. So you're going to definitely get a really good workout. The last section is split between the classic bags and boxing, which is the speed bag and the double end bag. So those are the rhythm bags. So we have another kind of five slots in both of those sections. So we could fit 30 people in the gym and we have three to four coaches in every class. We have a lot of coaches and whether you're on the heavy bag or in the ring or in the rhythm section, you're going to have one or two coaches looking over you. So at the most, I'll have my eyes on 10 people at the very most. So it's a good way to learn boxing and to have like 
good like one-on-one type instruction but also it's it's a great workout so i mean the sport has always been a great workout but people like to learn the techniques and understand what they're doing so they're not just flailing their arms around and injuring themselves yeah it's a good workout too like the way that you have it set up really anybody can come in and get a workout and learn a new skill um because it's not just like hey here's the bag go figure it out on your own because you're instructing them and showing them how to do it in that kind of group atmosphere i i could do it and i know nothing about boxing yeah definitely i mean that was my idea like i didn't want people to feel like they had to know something coming in i wanted them to be able to come in jump into class, they could borrow our equipment, they could rent gloves, and they could just jump in. And while you're doing the class, like, I could focus because it's a nuanced sport, there's a lot of details, but you can get people in a good stance, like understanding how to throw basic punching techniques, and they could have fun and they can learn a little bit. And every time they do a class, you can layer in content that way over time, they're going to get better and better and better. I don't need to throw every little detail at them on the first day. But if you get people in a good stance and you kind of show them like basic structure and what they should be doing, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to, to, to have fun and feel like you're kind of like on your way just from day one. Yeah. Um, what is kind of that, um, client avatar that you typically see? Do you have a little bit of everybody right now or is there kind of a demographic that you're seeing pretty frequently falling into the classes? It's the most surprising part to it is that we have a pretty wide demographic. Um, We're in a a nice neighborhood and we're in a really nice shopping center. So that was like a big goal of mine is to have a really good location. And that kind of caters to people in my mind that are looking for something that is different than the normal workout that's Mm -hmm. going to be a little bit more fun maybe something that you know they can learn a new skill do something out of their comfort zone that kind of challenges them um and we've we've had a lot of people that have never boxed before because i didn't know if they would feel comfortable coming in right away but most of our members are kind of brand new boxers and they're all over the spectrum like we have middle-aged women and men and you know, a lot of 20 year old, 30 year olds as well. Uh, we don't, I think our, our cap is 16, but we'll have like a couple of 15 year olds, but it's mainly adults. It's not, uh, we don't have children's classes. It's mainly adults. Um, cause there's a lot of youth boxing programs. So it wasn't really my goal to like try to, yeah. you know, I was really trying to, to hit the market that I felt was left out, which is why I feel like people that are middle-aged that, you know, if you're 55 and you're an older guy, like, and you want to try boxing, it's, kind of a big leap, right? So I want to make that leap easier. Yeah, I like that. Um, So let's talk a little bit here about the membership piece. Um, Is it kind of one membership? Do you have different tiered memberships? Like if I said, hey, I want to join, what options can you give me? Yeah, so I wanted to try to keep it simple because in the past I've had too many complexities as far as like membership options. So I wanted, my idea was like an in and out menu that was simple, it's like A, B, C. So the membership side is either unlimited or three classes a week. So those are the options. And the credit class credit side is the other way. So if you want flexibility, you could buy a class individually by 10 pack and it doesn't expire for six months. So people that live like maybe a little bit south of the gym, that's kind of like a bit of a drive, but want to come in and box a couple of days a week, they'll probably buy like packages of classes versus people that are coming more than two days a week will end up with that three day a week or the unlimited membership. So that's kind of how it breaks down and it's, it's pretty simple. So it's 
we're probably getting about 60% doing membership and the other 40% doing credits. Okay. So why, like for, for the credit side of things, I mean, like from my perspective, when we do credits, we're kind of doing ourselves and our clients a disservice because we're not holding, like when, when they're like purchasing a, a pack of classes or a couple credits or something like that, they, they don't have the accountability to like use them and then re-up. Um, and so a lot of people will kind of use them and then save like one or two and then like not re-up and stay accountable in their health and fitness journey. Um, so like, what's your reasoning for offering the, the packs or the credits? Um, mainly was flexibility for people. Like we have people that are traveling, they're in and out of town. Um, they're not in a consistent schedule. They are salesmen. They're not and for whatever that group is that don't fit neatly in the membership option, I just wanted to have an option where, you know, if someone's visiting and they're just, they're here for three or four days, or they just want to pop in or they want to try it. We have like a starter pack that's three class credits that gives people an option to come in, try it out, okay. see if they like boxing. And then a lot of them will convert. And in my opinion, if your product is quality, that's what's gonna it's like restaurants don't have memberships you know people come back because they like the food you know so it's like at one point you have to have a little bit of confidence that what you're doing is good enough that people are going to want to come back so whether they come back because they're forced to on some kind of membership or they come back because they want to come in twice a week because they love you you know I err on the fact that if people are enjoying what I'm doing they're going to come yeah no I I agree with you I think in 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 that aspect a bit also like just people in the health and fitness industry people are just flaky like they might genuinely love what you do but it's just hard for people to get up and into the gym that's kind of why I bring that up Um, you're right there is I mean there's uh most people disappoint me (laughs) yeah genuinely like I mean I think I've disappointed myself before and I'm sure you have too where it's just like you wake up in the morning and you have full intentions on going to the gym and then life happens and you don't go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, our clients are the same exact way. Um, like we, we did it. We have a scheduling system now that's nice. Like we use Mariana Tech, which I love as far as like gym software and people have to register for the class. And if they don't show up, they get charged a fee. And I love that because that definitely keeps people accountable, especially for the morning classes. So if they register they have like a 12 hour window where they have to cancel or they get charged. So if they wake up and they're like, Oh, I'm tired. And they just go back to bed. Then they have to pay $20. And that usually is enough incentive to get them up and actually show up. So that's one thing that's been great. So if they have a credit, they lose it. If they have a membership, they get charged $20 regardless. So that's been one way to get people at least to like, if they commit and want to register for a class, like usually they're going to come or they know they're going to pay a fee. Yeah. So within the, um, the membership piece, how many active members do you guys have in the, in the, um, studio, in the studio club, whatever you want to call it? There's, I think probably 115. And then there's like another 90 that are doing class credits. Um, we've been open like 10 months, so we're still pretty new. Um, yeah. Is 115 a pretty comfortable spot for you, Sean? Or are you guys in a position where you do want to hit the gas, welcome in more members, help more people? Yeah, I mean, I our price point is pretty high. So 
the goal would be probably around four or 500 we could probably fit in. I don't know if that needs to be members because we probably have like 200 people coming in right now. So for like around five, 600 people, that'll probably be the kind of tipping point for that particular facility size. Like my gyms I had in California, we probably had 7,800 people as members, but it was so spread out. We had two big facilities and it was, you know, we could, we could have fit three times that, that number, but this facility, because it's smaller, I think probably four or 500 people would be our, probably where we'd be kind of capped out and we'd be having to open more locations. Mm -hmm. So what's the square footage? I forgot to ask that. It's 2,400 square feet. Yeah. So you're smart in thinking there, you know, you can get pretty big with it because of the setup being um, class model. You can fit quite a few people in, in one class and the opportunity for growth there is, it's quite substantial. Talk to me about what, you know, what are you doing to aid that growth process? Where are you guys looking to find your clients, your members? Um, I talked to fitness business owners, whether it be boxing clubs, big box gyms, CrossFit gyms like mine. And that's like the number one thing that people seem to be struggling with. So I always think that it's a good topic to talk about here on the show. Well, number one is when we're new, we have a really good location. So our sign is very visible from a major street. So, and it lights up at night. So if you're driving by, a lot of people see it. So a lot of people come in because they see our sign and we're in a pretty prominent shopping center where there's a lot of good restaurants and interesting things. So there's a big parking lot, parking's easy. So I think accessibility is a huge part. If you, you know, before I had like a warehouse space and it was kind of in not really in a great neighborhood and it just makes it harder for people to notice you or to feel comfortable coming there at night if you don't have like a, a well-lit parking lot. Um, so being in this type of facility has made it a lot easier, especially since, you know, moving to Texas, not knowing anyone, not having like a reputation and opening a new business. It's, I wanted to have good visibility. That's been the number one thing that's helped bring people in and being convenient and close to where a lot of people live. Like as far as our, our target clientele, I wanted to be in like a nice part of town in a nice neighborhood. So people don't have to like drive on the freeway and go out into like the suburb area to find me, you know, so that, that was probably the main and then just designing a good website that is going to have a good SEO and I can, you know, create a good local listing. So my local Google listing is really good. I've put a lot of work into that. Um, and then reputation management, making sure that everyone is writing reviews and saying good things about us. And that is really pulled in, especially being a boxing gym, people are obviously intimidated. And if they look and they see a lot of reviews and people are saying great things about you, then they're more likely to come in because they're going to feel comfortable. Yep. Yeah. I think that all of that are, is important. The visibility um, kind of being in a good location and having foot traffic is great. We can't predict the foot traffic that we're going to get, but it is always helpful to have it. Um, I'm located in a, in a warehouse, but I'm the only CrossFit gym in my area so like people will flock to us if they're looking for crossfit but we don't have that you know walking traffic um that a lot of people typically do yeah. um, so another area that i kind of like to talk about here is like um it since 2020 we are living in a more digital world a lot of people are utilizing social media to help them grow is that something that you guys have seen work well or kind of is it hit or miss 
Um, I think so. I, I mean, we use our Instagram a lot and we tag a lot of our members while they're doing like boxing combinations and people usually repost that. And that's a very clever way of getting people to, you know, advertise for you and people, but especially images of themselves doing cool, interesting things like hitting a bag and like working on a certain combination and they're happy and they want to repost that kind of information because it's, it's more interesting than the typical thing that you see on people's social media. So that's been a big part because then our gym's tagged in it and then all of their friends see it. And then, you know, a lot of times people will ask them questions and where are you going? Where is this place? And our gym, we, I put a lot of uh, effort into making like the, the feel of it look really like almost like the old school facade of a boxing gym. Like we have the wood floor, we have the brick, we have like the pendant lights and the cool wallpaper. So it's a cool looking gym. So it's, it, it allows us to take interesting photos and it looks, it looks like a cool place to work out. The walls are colored. They're not like dark and blue. And like a lot of gyms have like dark colors and it, you know um, they look, harsher you know so I, I wanted to bring a little bit of light and a little bit of like a, a little more of a brighter feel to the gym yeah i think um that helps with the approach approachability factor um makes it more like intriguing and if you can show that off like through photos and things like that um definitely beneficial so you know the way that you guys are doing social media right now it's generating word of mouth for you and in this industry, we love when people talk, we love when people share stuff about us because it's absolutely free. So, um, yeah. you know, if we can, if we can grow without spending any money, it's pretty great. But again, it's hard to predict that growth. Um, any methods that you guys have done to do sort of like paid advertising for the business at all? Yeah, I have uh, like Google listings, uh, Google map listings and Boxing keywords aren't really heavily heavily bid on, so it's kind of like me versus me as far as like bidding. So it's pretty affordable to do Google ads and also like Google Map ads, and pop up near the top right away. Um, and then I'm definitely paying for like social media engineering on the website, and I think it's worth it. That's more of a long term strategy because the organic the organic changes to the structure of your site. It takes a while for the organic listings to, to pop up. So in the meantime, I've been working on getting more reviews as far as our reputation management and then improving our, um, basically doing Google ads to kind of cover the interim until our site kind of organically starts popping up. Because there are a lot of facilities that have some type of boxing in it. So it does clutter the, the Google search ter terms if someone's looking for a boxing gym they may see a lot of things pop up. So the ads are kind of helpful for me to pop up near the top. Um, so I don't get lost in that kind of like alphabet soup of Google. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in Google, the, the cool thing about Google is like with what you're doing now, people who are looking for boxing, they're looking for fitness in your area, they're going to see you. Um, and so that's great. Um, and my question is, how are the people in your community who aren't searching for you going to find you? Maybe yeah. I, I genuinely feel like most times the people who need us the most are the people who aren't looking for us and aren't Googling us who just kind of stumble upon us. Yeah, that's definitely the 
the trick? Um, well, first is like, I don't know how many people are going to see our Instagram ads. They're, they're out there. Um, I, I, I do think that they're more likely to see people that they know that repost. That's probably the best way for outsiders because people have a, a pretty big friend list and it's not always people that are that close with. It could be acquaintances. And if they just get an image of someone doing something cool and interesting, that might get them thinking about something that they weren't thinking about. So people that are like, okay, I want to get in shape. I've done this. I've done that. I haven't done this. They're not naturally going to think about boxing. So there does need to be something that kind of pops up and prompts them. So the social media could do that. Um, it could also be hopefully the, the slower would be the word of mouth that slowly like people that happen to stumble upon our gym or get recommended to come will start recommending more and more people. And I definitely ask our members too, especially the ones in the demographic that I'm looking for, which is older, typically 40 to yeah. 50. Um, they're harder to advertise to or people in their twenties and thirties, I think are more on Instagram. It's easier to kind of catch them or throw ads out there that might catch them. But that like 55 demographic that is my favorite demographic because they're just easy and they show up, they're more consistent. They're not as flaky as young people. Um, they have money, they're not poor. Um, you know, they're, they're grateful. And that's, it's a hard demographic to advertise to. So I try to hopefully, you know, I try to talk to them all individually and, and encourage them to bring their friends in. Um, so that's, it, it's kind of like more of a, you know, I guess guerrilla type marketing with that. Yeah. But and I'm those are like effort, those are efforts that we want to constantly keep doing because it yeah. obviously works. It's yeah. just, you know, it is hard to predict, but you have the right kind of uh, mindset there with it. Mm -hmm. um, to to kind of move on from this topic, I want to ask you a different question here. And that would be what would you consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck challenge? I think there's just as much value in us talking about the stuff that we're doing that's working as there is stuff that we're like working on to figure out because likely there's somebody listening to the show right now who is probably going to say in a similar position to you. So I'd like to kind of discuss that too. Yeah, I mean, our definitely our biggest problem is people being intimidated to try something out of their comfort zone. Um, whether that's going to a traditional gym or especially group gyms like CrossFit because you're in a group. So now you're like, oh, are people going to judge me? Am I going to fit in? Am I going to like not be able to do any of the exercises? Um, am I not going to be able to wrap my hands? Am I going to look like, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And that prevents people from doing things. So that's a difficult one. And I know that because I can see how many people go to our website and don't act, right? Like how many new people go to your website, look at it, they're probably thinking like, oh, I should do this. And then they end up not doing it. And then how many people is that? There's it's probably a lot. And um, it's sad because they probably really need it. And they talk themselves out of it. I used to have a lot of conversations with people that had created uh, first time classes and I'd call them just to, to talk to them, to encourage them to come in. That's especially when I was teaching like jujitsu classes, which are really intimidating. And I just want to know why they wanted to do jitsu, why they chose us. And a lot of them had been thinking about it for a long time, like years. And I'm like, God, for years, they could have been coming in and, and been a client. And they've been hesitant and hesitant and trying to get to the bottom of, of why it is that they delay. And it's 
always the same thing. They are uncomfortable. They don't feel like they're in shape. They feel like they're going to get judged. And they have all these fears that aren't always rational. But it's like, if you talk to your friend about going to Mexico and they think they're going to get kidnapped, you know, it's like, you're not going to get killed by the cartel. It's going to be all right. But in their head, they have this irrational fear that it's going to be something that's not. And I have to combat that with a website that is professional and enough videos and content where people can see what the class looks like and they can know that it's going to be organized and well-run and they're not just going to get thrown into the ring and have to spar someone. Um, because that was also something that people would tell me is that they thought they didn't know what to expect. And if you don't know what to expect, then you're going to create something in your head that is what you think it's going to be. And that could be way off what it actually is. And I don't want potential members not to come in because they conjure up some crazy image in their head of what day one is going to be like when it's not going to be like that at all. Yeah. So, you know, to overcome this, this challenge, it looks like, you know, making sure that you have kind of the, the pictures that you're talking about on your website, you have the right vibes. Um, but once, like, if this is something that you could kind of eliminate this bottleneck and make it something that is less of a challenge for you, for the business, what would that do? Um, what would that do for the business? What changes would that make for you guys? Well, I think more people would be willing to just come in and try it. And if more people are coming in and trying it, and then you do have a good product, you're going to help a lot more people. A lot more people are going to realize that even though they haven't been in sports in their whole life, or they've never boxed before, or if they feel they're uncoordinated, whatever they think. And then when people actually come in and you see them learning and like their confidence turns around, um, they realize that they can, they can do a new sport like that and that they can learn and they can get better steadily. And then as a, as a kind of a byproduct, they end up start getting in better shape. Then maybe they start eating a little bit better. And then a lot of good things happen in their life. So it's obviously it's a good thing for people to be doing um, things that are healthy for them in, in environments where they're meeting people that are also doing healthy things. Cause I think people get in, into situations where their friends are going to happy hour and drinking and, you know, they're not doing healthy habits. And if all those are your friends, it's difficult. If you're like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym and they all like tease you and make fun of you. Like why, you know, it's, it's a tough group to be in. So if people are, are joining a gym that has a, some type of a community, they'll start making friends that are also interested in fitness. So that's, I think, a positive thing because then they can show up to class together. They can see familiar faces and they have people that are at least pulling them in a positive direction. And if they still have people pulling them in a negative direction, they get at least a little bit more help going that direction. Yep. Um, I would definitely agree with you there. If we can kind of eliminate that, that really opens up the market of people that we're able to help. The more people that we're able to help, the bigger businesses is able to be, the more locations we can have just ongoing kind of cycle there. But I want to ask you to like kind of supplement the challenge question. What are your goals? Like if you could have a magic wand, boom, all your goals came true. You reached them all. There's no limitations. What would that picture look like for you? Well, we'd have archetype boxing gym in every city in the country. That would be the goal. And I don't want to have, I, it, I'd be more like, I used to have a jiu-jitsu school that was next door to the original Barry's boot camp. I don't know if you know about that gym, but it's a, a pretty famous gym that started as, it was one of the first boutique fitness gyms. It was like 2005. And the original Barry was next to our jiu-jitsu school when I was in college. And they had 1,400 square feet. It was like a little corridor. 
and they had energetic classes and they yelled at people while they ran on treadmills and they had like a little portion of like free weights and that took off because it was the first gym that was doing small group classes and they have corporate owned gyms maybe like 60 or 70 but that's more the direction i would go i don't want to franchise because i don't think that that will be a, an easy i think our gym is too complicated to franchise i don't think someone can just pop it open and, and do what I've done. I think I can hire good coaches and show them what to do. So that'd be more my goal is to do like corporate run gyms, not like the franchise models. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely a possibility. There's a lot of businesses in this industry who have done the same. Yeah. Um, what has to happen? What do you need to focus on right now to make that something that is a reality sooner rather than later? Yeah. I mean, I, so I've been trying to do all year. <laughs> um, it's hard. It's hard to grow. You know, and, um, you know, really it's my goal is that every class people have a unique experience and it's way over the top. As far as like you were talking about hospitality, I want the hospitality to be like a 12 and typical boxing gyms, hospitality is like a negative 0.1, you know, like it's usually negative hospitality, really. Usually people are kind of rude and abrasive. So Knowing that, I wanted to have an experience that was over the top where the people have experiences that they aren't expecting or intending. And part of that, I think, is for them to be meeting friends and to be, you know, in, in an environment where they're, when they're talking to other members because we're partnering up together, they're more likely to make friends that way. Whereas like in a yoga class, it might be difficult because you're kind of focused solely on your own workout. But with boxing, you have to partner up and you have to interact with someone. And there's a lot of opportunity for people to make mistakes and laugh and have fun. So it naturally kind of brings together people. And especially if people are coming a lot, they make good friendships. They're more likely, hopefully, to recommend the gym. If the experience is, if they're nervous and they're not knowing what to expect, or maybe they had a bad experience somewhere and they come in and they have a, an unbelievable experience and everyone's friendly and it's welcoming and they have fun and they get a good workout. Hopefully that's enough for them to mention it to other people. And mm -hmm. we, we start growing and then our reputation takes over and hopefully it, it starts ballooning from there. Like in the past for me, like that's how our original gym grew. It was, it kind of started with word of mouth, but then our reputation grew within the community and then it kind of self it snowballed at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think that those things are always going to help us grow. I do think that having the right systems in place, like on the back end too, like that's all very, very important. Um, because if we don't have those things and kind of have backups, like our growth, we're never going to be able to predict it. Um, and so I really appreciate hearing your insight today, Sean. I'm super excited to see one of these open up in Tampa. Um, and so you know, I'll be the first one there. Um, yeah. What is the Instagram for the, the business? Where can we go to find you online? It's Archetype Boxing Club. Easy enough to find. Um, and so again, thank you for being here today, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, Fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, Or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Charlie Green with Retro Fitness out of the UK. Charlie, what is going on, man? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Always good. I appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And uh, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on. So I want to start with one basic question first, and it's how many members are you serving currently? Uh, we've got round about uh, roughly 150, 170 members, which is it's only a small boutique little gym. Uh, yeah. So it's we're quite happy with that. We're quite happy with that at the minute. But we are looking to expand in the next, probably six to 12 months to another little gym. So hopefully the, okay. the uh, numbers will rise a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Being able to expand is always a good yeah. thing. It means you're going in a positive direction. I see. Yeah. 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 And uh, you know, for you guys, I think every gym is different and being a studio, I know it's different than a traditional gym. Yeah. What's been the best method to get new people through the door? Uh, it's, it's, it's the same old cliche. It's the uh, word of mouth and uh it's every day we're getting new people through the door and yeah. uh, different people are recommending us. And obviously you've got your social media. So that's the, a, a big one as well. So, yeah. and, and plus it's, it's all free as well. So. Yeah. And I think it's when you're good at what you do, yeah. right. It brings more referrals because yeah. people talk well about you guys. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, you're at that, you said 175, was that? You run 170? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're at the 175 mark. Let's say this here, Charlie. I mean, let's say leads and traffic and clients were hypothetically unlimited. How much higher could you go? Ooh, uh, we could probably go to about 250. And then we're okay. looking at, yeah, then it's like, that's about as max. I mean, there's certain classes that we do and we're actually at the max, virtually at the max. So what oh. we're doing is we're putting on different classes or different times, mm. but the classes aren't, aren't that busy. Uh, we only open from uh, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. So maybe after after the new year, we'll extend that a little bit. So we'll open 10 a.m. up to 8 p.m. So we can allow more people to come into the gym in yeah. the morning. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I know that goal to get to that max. I mean, obviously the goal is probably to get to maximum capacity. That's 250 mark, right? Yeah. How soon do you guys want to get there? Is the real question. Well, as fast as possible, really. But realistically, <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I think realistically we're looking around about March, April time of the, of, uh, of next year. So okay. hopefully we'll, we'll reach that point. So I mean, I mean yeah. it's, 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 I'm not sure what it's like in the US, but over in the UK, obviously the weather's not as good as the as the US in Florida and things like that. So it kind of like the, the actual weather like kind of dictates the actual members going through the door. I've, yeah. I've been in this I've been in this game probably teaching. I'm gonna show my age here. Probably 31, <laughs> 32 years. And in the UK, obviously we've got really like proper seasons like winter, spring, uh, summer, and autumn. If the weather's really, really bad, then that affects his clients. If the weather's really, really good, that also affects the clients. Because in the UK, we don't get that many sunny days. And if the sunny days there, they, they have barbecues, they go to the beer gardens, they have vacations and things like that. So that kind of like determines how many people get through the door. And that's also the same with the weather as well. If the weather's really, really bad, that also dictates how many people will get through the door. Because if it's snowing, if it's windy, if it's raining, which is quite often, the footfall is not as is not as many. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um I'm just curious, so like I mean, for you guys with that many clients, I mean, how are you able to track that many people? I mean, how are you able to know how long they've been with you, if they're looking to fall off, if they're looking to stay? How do you track that? We've got a card system where, where they come into the gym and they swipe them to the gym. So we have to know uh, when they pay the membership, when the membership's due, when they've logged in, when they've logged out. I'm here six days a week and I could tell you every single person's name, the partner's name, the kid's name, where they work, the dog's name, the pet's name. So I know every single client. And what's good about our place is, is, uh, is I've been doing this that long and, and it's uh, a small little community as well is a lot of my friends they come down and they fetch their kids down and their family. So it's, you have that little kind of like family feel where everyone kind of knows each other. And it's like, when we do a Taekwondo class, a kickboxing class, a boxing class, uh, all the parents talk to each other, not just sitting there on the phone, they, they, they actually engage with each other. So you get a really nice vibe and a nice feeling, which for, for, for like a, a martial arts gym as well, that's quite a bit unique as well because it's, like, it's, quite, it's quite of an odd experience, quite an odd environment. But everyone talks to each other, everyone's nice and everyone smiles and everyone says hello and everyone, everyone's friendly, which is really yeah. nice. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think that that's really how it should go, right? I think yeah. that's how you yeah. should expect it to be. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to ask a little bit of a longer question here, but a, a good question in itself, right? So... um In the fitness and gym world, we use about three pillars of business, okay? And that one's going to be your lead generation, right? Which is your marketing, getting yeah. people through the door. Number two is your sales, your acquisition, which is getting people to go from an interested client to a paying client. Yeah. And then number three, it's your retention and ascension, which is keeping yeah. your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Yeah. So of those three, Charlie, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, uh, we could improve on everything. If, if you say that you're calling proof on one, then you, I think you're being a bit disillusional there. You've always got to move forward. You've always got to improve yourself, uh, not just on your personal goals, on your fitness. Uh, you, you know, you look, you look at market trends, what's, what's new in the market. You've got to improve everything. And it's like with the classes as well, you've got to, you've got to keep improving things and keep mixing things around. So on the martial arts side, it's like 
they're learning new things every lesson. So it's not the same, it's the same, uh, like same kicking techniques or same punching techniques. And that's the same with the with the hit classes and uh, as fitness classes. They said we do a hit one day, we might do a, an EMOM next day, or we might do a, a, a hit class with the Habs or uh, upper body or lower body, or mix it all up, or we do a Tabata. So everything's got to change all the time. It's not just the same thing, same thing all the time. Uh, so that kind of evolved into the retention there because you know we're keeping it interesting. We've got his finger on the pulse there. So it's you know to keep it. You know, it's, it's it's not coming in saying well we're doing this today or next week we'll do that again. It's keeping it all completely different and like I say we we we're doing new things and so it's, it keeps it quite fresh and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And I, I appreciate the honesty and transparency. And I have two more questions for you, Charlie. My two favorite yeah. questions, you know, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish, let's say, five, ten years down the road? <coughs> uh, well, it, probably in the next five or ten years, uh, what I wanted to do is we're going to open like what they call little satellite gyms where, like I said, where we are in, in the north of England there, we're, smack, we're virtually smack bang in the middle of, of England. So what we want to do is, is in the next probably two to three years, is have little gyms dotted around each other, and then we're going to open it up in the next two or three years a, a massive super center. So all the little satellites will feed into the super center. So we'll have probably all for what we wanted is probably the, the the biggest and the best gym in the UK. And that's what we hope to achieve in the it. next five to ten years. Yeah, yeah, definitely accomplishable, and I, I love I love the aspiration here. Yeah, thank you. Last one here, and it's Charlie. If you could go back in time here to when you first started your gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now, and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started your gym. What would that advice be for you? I think when we first started, I think we got a little bit too kind of carried away with ourselves. We, we, we expected to open the doors, and all these masses of people just flooded in. And I just think it was a little bit of patience, and just you know, these things take time. You know, as in, if we open, we didn't have any money at all. Uh, we were absolutely skimp. And uh, that's, a, that's a UK term, means no money. Uh, so we just a bit of patience and, you know, just keep one eye on where you are now and one eye in six months' time. And then when it gets to six months, then the eye goes to, to another six months and then the eye goes to another six months. So you've got to keep improving. And I say just, just take time and patience and, if you believe in yourself, it, it will happen. You've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. And, you know, as the law of attraction, the universe will kind of mold itself around you. And, you know, if you ask the universe, and it, it will receive it. It will give you. But also honesty as well with, with your clients and be, be open and honest and, you know, don't give them any bullshit. You know, so, you know it's, just be open and honest. There you go. Charlie, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Please, if you have any social media, Facebook website, let us know where can we find out more about you and the facility. Yeah, it's uh, on the Facebook page. It's uh, Retro Fitness. Uh, and Instagram as well. It's Retro Fitness Instagram as well. There you go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the episode. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out of here, okay? Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. 
Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.